Hello. Hello. I'm Justin. I'm Allison. And this is episode 158 of Robots on Typewriters. Season but it's also two. episode one of season two. Welcome to season two. You know, there's not going to be a lot too different around here. It's it's really just for it's just for us, I think. Yeah, you've you've heard like most of the difference already. Yeah, you've seen it. We there's haven't. Gonna, there's heard new it. album art. Yeah, we have not heard it. So you're getting you're hearing it here first, um, and we're hearing it here second. Yeah, lucky you, I guess. Maybe lucky us for still having the experience yet to come. But what is robots on typewriters? That's a great question that I think you should answer. Thank you for deferring it to me. Uh, I'm glad I asked. Robots on Typewriters is a podcast all about computational creativity. It's a podcast about using algorithms and machine learning and neural nets and random number generators to make art and music and comedy and uh, to be creative and to help people be creative. On Robots on Typewriters, we have two segments, the first of which is the Zesty Hat, in which we highlight some computational creativity from around the internet. And the second segment is the Trashy Toy, where we play a creative game, normally of our own creation, sometimes of other people's creations, using computational tools. And both of those segments were named by a random word generator. But this is the start of season two, like you said. I think we talked about this at the end of season one, but this is maybe a more logical point for someone to just be joining us. So I think we should talk a little bit about uh, what season two is going to be about. In fact, yeah. uh, instead of a zesty hat, we're just going to talk about the podcast as the zesty hat. We are the That's, hat this week. Yeah, we're we're our hat this year. Sometimes the hat really is the friends you made along the way. Yeah. So for season two, yeah, we wanted to make a couple, a couple changes that we've talked a little bit about. One, of course, was... Uh, we're we're just getting exhausted of uh, doing the same character voices again and again, or like uh, we're just getting to the point that we feel like we have too big of a cast of rotating improv characters. So we want to give uh, a chance for a new beginning that we mm -hmm. can always return to some favorite characters. But for now, we have generated far too much lore about a few mm -hmm. characters yeah so we're just we're closing the book on on them but you know you can always open a book again if yeah, as they say that's the beauty of a book that is the beauty of a book like you said we also have wonderful new album art so thank you so much for making that <laughs> wonderful is is a strong word it's not too different as you'll notice i didn't want to make it it's clean too crazy different yeah but that that is um i i definitely i struggle with making things clean so so I, I definitely tried to make it a bit less, a uh, bit less dirty. Dirty. I cleaned it up a bit. Um, but yeah, it's just a little bit more smooth. And uh, yeah, I just I wanted something fresh. So that's that's what that's what I did there. And then, as you as we said, as you've heard, we have a new theme song, and um, we were are going to be having some um, additional music, hopefully in in moments where it's uh, where it's it could be could be useful, helpful, um, enriching. Um, probably probably not this episode. Maybe who knows? Um, but uh, yeah, we have used a website that was actually we mentioned last week in our trashy toy. Well, not last week, but you know what I mean. Um, that uh, was uh, it's called Mellow Bites, and this is what our uh, our listener Joe Isham used to create the um, 
what was that called? Tabo Rama uh, uh, jingle, and um, we uh, we decided to go ahead and mess around with that tool to create some uh, new music that is completely generative. Yeah, we messed around and we found out. Uh, <laughs> we found out that Mellow Bites is like really cool and fun to use. Yeah, um, there's like a lot of different like things that it can do, and a lot of different like you know facets of uh you know of music that it can it can generate um yeah it's very cool yeah we used a function on mellow bites called ai image to song where you upload an image and it somehow algorithmically makes a song inspired by that image so after allison had made the uh new album art i just threw the album art onto mellow bites uh generated a few times until i found something that sounded kind of cool and then we just kept playing around with that. So we're still in the middle of this process now. We actually don't know what the final <laughs> end result of this song is and like what the last creative steps were. Uh, but before we did the generation, we figured out what we wanted the process to be. And that was that we wanted it to be a collaborative uh, creative effort. That we didn't want our theme song to be written by an AI or to like we didn't want the artist to be Mellow Bites. Uh, we wanted it to be a, a new band that's the, <laughs> the combination of the two of us and Mellow Bites, mm -hmm. or maybe it's a band that will encompass other AI in the future. Um, and we, we think we're going to call ourselves um, the, what is it, the Generative Acoustic Network. What is and w What does that spell out? Uh, that is GAN. So we oh. often talk about on this very podcast, GANs, Generative Adversarial Networks, and as we always uh, say, it's like there there are two networks inside of you, and they are both <laughs> snuggling. Uh, it's the the idea of a generative adversarial network in computational creativity is you train up two AIs at the same time to uh, they each have their own task that they're working on, and if they both work on that task really well, they create something even better out of it. That like the creative process shared between the two of them is more than the sum of its parts. That you you train one AI to like make some pictures and you train another one to classify whether a picture looks like a certain thing or doesn't look like that thing. Uh, but if they keep getting really, really good, one becomes an amazing faker and the other becomes an amazing classifier mm -hmm. until you're making things that are uh, so real that they can fool even the really good classifier. And that's what we were hoping the generative acoustic network is that we just... Uh, we have different roles that Mellow Bites uh, makes the music in the first place, and we make it sound better. And yeah, hopefully we uh, made something that sounds kind of interesting. I think that's going to be the process for a lot of the, if we do more like different interstitial kind of songs throughout the throughout the season that's that's going to be the process and that's going to be our band yeah i would like um th i i haven't um i haven't really put much work on in on this yet but i i'm i'm thinking about doing something that's like a little transitional piece between the zesty hat and the trashy toy i just i think um i always really like music in in podcasts yeah. and as a kind of like punctuation marker of like we are you know we are taking a pause here and and moving on into this and it's something that we've never really had because it's not like we have ad reads or anything in the middle. So there's never been I was been about like to say, yeah, we're going to be sponsored by uh, <laughs> Facebook and OpenAI for the next season. So we wanted a spot to talk about them. Uh, yeah. No, I, I assure you, I will never take ad money from them for this podcast. <laughs> but yeah, no, the, the, we've never had any um, anything to break up the kind of like transition between Zesty Hat and Trashy Toy other than us saying 
it's over and this has begun. So um, music is a great way to do that. And I am excited to play around with some of that kind of stuff. And when we do more narrative things like play a a game of AI Dungeon um, or other kinds of like narrative role playing games, I would love to have some soundtrack to that. And I think that would be just a a cool thing to to be able to to enrich the landscape of this uh, here show. Yeah. So keep an eye for the upcoming uh, musical career. Keep an ear even. Keep an, keep an ear out and keep one ear on the podcast, but keep mm-hmm. the other ear out. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah, the generative acoustic network is going to be pumping out some songs. Maybe eventually we'll like put them all onto a, a SoundCloud or a Bandcamp or I was something. Thinking, yeah, so I would like just, to do like, that too. Yeah, if it's if it's good enough. Yeah. The season, well, it's like, it's free software. Like, we're, yeah. we're just going to put it out there, right? Yeah. It's going to be. There's going to be one place eventually as the music collects where you can just like listen to like season two, the music of Robots on Typewriters. Yeah, the um, and the, the last couple of things that I wanted to, to touch on for our, our season two going forth, um, our intention is that we are going to do two episodes a month like we've been doing every other Thursday is is the hope. Um, you know, I, I do my best to keep up on my editing and sometimes get behind, but that's that is the goal, two episodes a month once every other Thursday. And... We would love to have um, one of those episodes be just me and Justin doing our Allison and Justin thing. And then the second episode of every month, we will have a guest, hopefully. So that's uh, the, the intended format going forward. Um, and just, yeah, that's 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 what we're looking forward to. So. Longtime listeners are like, oh, God, Lee's going to be back a lot. <laughs> Dr. Lee Michael Harry Clark. Paging the doctor. <laughs> Paging the doctor. Yeah, I think we'll definitely have old friends returning, and I think Hopefully it'll also force us too. to be a little more uh, social and get yeah, new friends. Yeah, that, that is pod. kind of one of my my driving uh, forces behind wanting to do that. Um, I think especially because we, we recently had such a nice time talking to Nat Towson, and I was like, man, there's a lot of people in this space yeah, that we would uh, vaguely Eventually, I have about. to tell like Mike Cook how much I admire <laughs> right, everything he yeah, does in like- this community. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think we could be a little bit we could we could put ourselves out there a little bit more. Um, So yeah, hopefully you will hear some, some, yeah, some familiar old voices and maybe some fun, uh, uh, interesting new ones. So yeah, hopefully we'll hear new character voices from (laughs) our random guests. (laughs) Yeah, those those two. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's very exciting to be in season two now. Yeah, I I (laughs) kind of wish we would have thought of this whole season concept oh, earlier but same you know yeah it's the first you know? time we've ever done a podcast together <laughs> yeah well yeah here we are season two of robots on typewriters we are ready to deal go. with it deal with it we're here we're robots that are queer what's that oh maybe some there may be some other music to to introduce such a such a prestigious award show um that's right trying to think of what the oscars music is and i all i could come up with was the olympics music (laughs) i don't know i i in my head i'm hearing something but i feel like it's from the tonys because it sounds like it's just an overture of a show i think yeah, I then know. I was trying to think of like because I remember it's dramatic music that they play to play people off, but now yeah. all I can come up with is the Jaws, like the sharks. What? Like that, a, that, da, 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 da. 
That would get me right off the stage, though. They <laughs> really should do that. That would be way more fun. Um, that's right. It is It is actually, it's a little belated, but it is the time for the Botskers 2022. We we skipped award season this year, um, but that's that's because we were just waiting for, for the start of season two. We thought that th- this would be a great opportunity to kind of look back on the first four years. Oh, it's also our birthday. It's, uh, it is the four year anniversary. Did you get us anything? Did I get us anything? No, no I was hoping you're everyone the else. Listener, not oh yeah, you're the Allison. Yeah, you what did you get? Us? Something for your birthday. <laughs> what did you get us? Uh, you can send it to our email, uh, robots of Um But yeah, it is uh, our birthday. I think I'm pretty sure. Didn't look this up beforehand, but I'm pretty certain that our birthday is May 14th. So it's coming up in a couple of days here, and it is four our years? four year. Yeah, we started in 2018. I was like, that can't be true because we started when I was starting my PhD. Oh, God. (laughs) I need to write this thesis. I got to go. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I thought what better way to to celebrate our our birthday, to look back on the first season for a four-year season of uh, Robots on Type (laughs) Race. What's so funny? Nothing. We're just, this is like, uh, this is, I think this is how like anime seasons work as opposed to like British docuseries seasons. Um, we're going to, to do the, the, the Botskers 2020 and kind of, uh, uh, look back on the the greatest of the greats of episodes of Robots on Typewriters, and give them you know just the most prestigious awards in the field. Um, and don't worry if you did not listen to any of season one. Uh, I don't think you uh, none of these episodes need any introduction. You'll no, you'll, you'll, you'll recognize every single even if you've never listened to it before. You will yes. recognize it. So so hard. You will um, recognize it equally well whether you've listened to every episode <laughs> or no episodes at all. But um, I, I mean, we should explain at the top the tools that we've used uh, to create this game, um, which uh, we, we've written a bunch of episode titles using um, a couple of things. I used Inferkit, um, which is a, a, a language model. You don't, it's not a language model. It's a it's a tool using a language model that um, you can kind of feed any any sort of text. You can feed it a little bit of you know prose or I you know we like to use it for a list like this. So I had we had gone and created a list of all of our episode titles, and I was feeding it in snippets to Inferkit, and then uh, it generates by itself. You just hit a button, and it starts creating more um, you know more of that list. And so I snagged some of my favorite titles from that. And then, Justin, do you want to say how you created the ones you contributed? Yeah, I used AI TextGen, which is a little collaboratory notebook and uh, Python library. Sorry, Jen. I used (laughs) AI Text Jennifer. (laughs) (laughs) I used AI TextGen, which is a Python uh, library and a little collaboratory notebook made by Max Wolf. It's a Python library that lets you easily fine-tune GPT-2 or GPT-NEO. So GPT-2 and NEO are large language models. GPT-2 is the version that was made by OpenAI, the big old uh, language model-making and other AI-making company. NEO was the uh, the fun little spin-off made by normal people. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this library lets you put in whatever uh, whatever text source you want it makes the language model learn from that text source. The language model is already learned from all the text on the internet. And it normally is pretty decent at generating, uh, generating especially things like lists in the same voice as whatever you trained it on. 
Yeah, and then um, so the uh, the categories we've we've got a handful of categories here. We're going to be going through and talking about the entries for each one. And the categories I um, created using Write with Transformer, which is a another tool that is using GPT two, where you can write however much text you want into it. It can be a little bit, it can be a lot, and then you you know you just hit the tab key and it kind of writes you know either. Phrase by phrase, word by word, sentence by sentence, it kind of depends. Um, and you can uh, kind of work with the AI to to construct sentences and, and stories that way. Um, I used it to kind of uh, create some some interesting uh, uh, cat award categories here. Um, so let's let's get right into it with the first category, which is um, best innovation. Yeah, and, and uh, like we said, these these episodes need nearly no introduction, but we'll talk about our thoughts about each one. Um, the entries here are The Grim Reaper Juggles, The Third Earliest Known Man, The Pirate Bee, and A Clown Cries. All right, the so story. you're going to have to refresh my memory. Was the pirate bee about a little bee with a little pirate hat? Or is it like the, a spelling bee where it's like a pirate contest? Well, it was it was both, you know, I mean, like that, that it was it was kind of a double right, entendre. Yeah, yeah. So it was, you know, it, it was a spelling bee um, situation that many but all pirates the contestants were... were little bees with little hats. No, no. I mean, that's they they were little pirates with little hats, but there was a little bee with a little hat and the and he was kind of the little like you know friend to the pirate who was not uh, a good speller but really wanted to win and the bee was a good speller and that it's was like a you charlotte's know. web situation <laughs> exactly was yeah. the problem with charlotte's web the pig couldn't spell but he was entered <laughs> in a spelling bee and she kept teaching him how to spell but all he could spell was like excellent Some pig, pig. Or, so yeah. pig. <laughs> stupendous pig <laughs> Um, dope ass pig <laughs> but yeah so and and so the bee and and he gets he gets caught cheating and then it, it's, it's more of a, you know i think of it more of a ratatouille situation i think is the is the actual yeah, okay, cultural yeah, the, uh the moral oh my God. Of all yeah. stories is that animals will help you cheat to win competitions that you yeah are not it's it's that it's that whole kind of genre of of things yeah. um so and that i thought that was that was a beautiful story um dude, what was the ending though what was the resolution did he get like caught or or he, he got killed he got yeah the he was bee? executed or the pirate he or was, both well the pirate was he was made to walk the plank but he could swim mm. so it's fine oh, uh, oh no God. the bee was executed bee could not swim he could <laughs> not yeah. he had to walk the plank and he was not allowed to fly away to fly he had it. to go yep. right back and right down yeah Oh, uh, so sad. That was a tragedy, really. This I thought this was a comedy podcast, but you know, we we're not all jokes and, and laughs around here. We can get serious sometimes too. Like the episode "A Clown Cries." A that clown was cries. not all jokes and laughs. That was it was no, mostly jokes and laughs. Not even a laugh. Like I, yeah, I, I was. I think I was crying the entire time. Yeah, with the I clown. mean, what that what I was the clatter. Yeah, it was innovative. I think it was the first time in podcasting history that a clown has cried. Yeah, yeah, because you know th that mean, was they, the main innovation. Of it that was really the, the thing is, you know, you know, clowns—they're very proud, so they they don't want to be seen crying. They don't, they don't, they think that's obviously they don't want to be ruin. seen. They they don't want to be seen. That's a whole that's a whole other thing. But um, they Most people don't realize that about clowns. That's why they wear all <laughs> the makeup. Stop looking! Look away! 
but yeah, they they um they really uh it was the first time not just in podcast it was the first time in recorded media that that a clown has actually cried you know uh, uh and it's been documented and, and captured. or shown any emotion actually it's true. I mean, we yeah. went with crying because we felt like it would be the easiest emotion to uh to force a clown to feel, but. And yeah, it, it was, uh, it, it, we say force, it was consensual, but, um, you know, it was, it was still, it was, it was rough for that clown. Do you remember what, how did we make that clown cry? The easiest way, onions. Onions. That's not very, you know, I feel like we could have gone harder, but I guess that wasn't ethical if we did. Yeah, that was the only, that was the only uh, clown crying technique we could get like clearance from, uh, from the board. From ethics boards on, yeah. 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 It would have been a HIPAA violation to, to harm a clown. Yeah, we have an ethics board full of doctors, so they operate off the HIPAA. <laughs> Dr. Lee uh, Michael Harry Clark. Do- oh, Dr. the head Phil. of our ethics board, Dr. Lee Michael <laughs> Harry Clark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I feel like if he uh, he if he was the the head of our ethics board, I think we would have we would have made that clown cry <laughs> a way worse way, uh, just by him telling it stories and jokes. <laughs> yeah, um, the third earliest known man that I, that was a kind of you know it was a bit drier. It was a history piece. It was you know kind of like a, 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 I'm imagining like a Ken Burns kind of documentary piece. But Ken Burns was the third earliest known man. He was yeah. So it was about him, and you know who who Ken Burns is Ken Burns. We do now. Uh, who who else but uh, David Attenborough? Oh yeah, he yeah. It was a big get for us that we got David Attenborough to make I mean, that episode. We didn't. We us. we were just like you he know, he came to us. You're right. Yeah, yeah. He got us. <laughs> we did not get him. It was a big right. get for him to get two random podcasters. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But yeah, that's where the phrase "It's not Adam and Steve" comes from. That it's Adam it's, and Ken Burns. That's so right. Yeah. The original gay couple. Yeah, the third earliest known man. And finally, the Grim Reaper juggles. Yeah, that one was that. You know what? That one actually was funny, I think. Yeah, I think I think the humor in it, again, was the same reason it was innovative, which was like the way the juggling was being accomplished. Right. Yeah. Who I mean, who juggles a scythe? Like that's just. Yeah, yeah. of course. It's it was it was unbelievable to to see and it I mean he he did three three different sites and not a not a bony finger lost my I mean like he 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 Can really he has lose his bony fingers yeah have you never seen him like um <laughs> I didn't go to the rehearsal no <laughs> oh no I mean he didn't do it and he no he's really really good at juggling he does he has never lost a finger while juggling but he's like, juggling has kind of opened he's uh, terrible uh, at cooking. <laughs> I mean, like, come on. Look, he's probably never going to listen to this. We could not get ethical clearance to get him to chop the onions. <laughs> we, he's for the clown. <laughs> um, he He's probably never going to listen to this. He's a very, very busy guy. But, like, I mean, I do. You, I mean, you remember that time we went to his house for dinner? Like, he he in, insists on making something that is just, like, you have to chop every vegetable known to man. And he's just, like, he's never brushed up on his knife skills. Like, he chops, like, a like a third grader. And his scythe like, skills. He yeah. actually tries to use the scythe to, to chop yeah. vegetables. And it's, like, that's so cool. But, and it's so cool when you juggle it, but, like, it's not going to work for a carrot bud. So, like, just... What's a like, carrot bud? <laughs> 
I feel it like is there... a cool technique though, where like it's like those uh, like mezzaluna knives where you knives knives <laughs> where you put the blade and then just like w- wobble it back and forth. But like yeah. with a scythe, it's just so dangerous. There, it's so it, it's like yeah, that is cool. But yeah, the 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 whole like stick is just like in the way. It's it just does not work. Knocking um, the lamp over. God, yeah, yeah. He's and he's got Cinnamon so everywhere. many lamps. Yeah. He's got a lovely yeah. place, but um, he's got uh, yeah. It's, it's I, like I would love to go back for dinner, but it's like maybe we'll be like we'll cook this time. Like we'll come over and make you dinner. You think? I mean, I feel like, like is you don't that want insulting? to press your luck of like inviting yourself over to Death's house. Well, no. I mean, like we're buds. Like I, I'm not. I'm not afraid. Of this is a Jack situation. <laughs> I'm gonna say. I feel like we've done this whole <laughs> drama before. Uh, well, I mean, like, I, like, I think he. <laughs> <laughs> I think he I think he has a really cool apartment. So like, you know, it's like you you want to you want to spend time How in a space like that. that. I mean, he's working nonstop except for he's when old he's money. Making, yeah. Very old money. Um uh, but yeah, the so oldest, that the third <laughs> third oldest known money. Um so yeah, uh let me let me take a minute to open this envelope. It's a really it's there's like a million locks on it. It's a really heavy envelope. Hang on. I do appreciate that the Academy decided to lock the envelopes this year. I mean, it's, I like yeah. Remember last- Mail fraud I mean, has become way too common at these oh, things. Oh, yeah. And the winner of Best Innovation is the Grim Reaper Juggles. Oh, I'm so proud of him. He's been trying to get this award for years now. Yeah. It's, it's That's nice why that he, he started juggling. One. It was kind of like a revenant thing. It was like, yeah. you know, everybody's like, he hasn't gotten the best innovation award yet. And and then, he, you know, he's doing everything he can. He's doing his, his thing. And if that's not going to do it, he's got to do something totally off base, which, you know, Classic worked. Classic Botsker's bait. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the next category, you'd think this one might be lower uh, later in the later in the evening. It's it sounds kind of big, but it's actually, you know, it's it's not as it's not as big as it actually. You know, I mean, it's a wonderful award. It definitely is an honor. I'm not trying to downplay it. But that would be best overall experience. Now, I don't know why you're making this out to be so big because there aren't even that many episodes where anyone was wearing overalls. So, <laughs> I it's not like there was that many running for this one. Well, I I think you're you're getting caught up in the fact that it's an audio medium. And I know that, like, you know, we, we often record um, where we're not seeing each other's faces or the faces of any of the people who are involved. And um, that there's I think that more people are wearing overalls than you think. It's it's an you know, it, it can be an invisible uh, it can be an invisible feat in, a, in an audio medium. Why invisible feet? You don't wear <laughs> overalls on your feet. I'm so confused. <laughs> Um, but no, they they say one in three people is wearing overalls at any, in any given podcast, and yeah. I'm never wearing them. Well, so I guess you're right that also, it's always either you or the guest. That is also due to overalls Georg, which <laughs> wears uh, <laughs> ten thousand pairs of overalls uh, every He's day. An outlier and should not be counted. Yeah, but but I mean, but it's still there's still a lot. Um, so the the nominees for best overall experience are ironic parents. God, the Patriots, uh, and Jimmy Neutron, mm. the Horse Force, and mm. the game, the game, the game. Now, I think <laughs> the Horse Force was a really great uh, overall experience for me because it finally answered that age-old internet question. If a horse wore overalls, would it wear them like this or like this? Right. And what was the answer? Like this. Like this. 
the horse did wear the overalls long ways, not just over its front two legs, but like over all the all way across its long body. And then the, yeah, the straps go from like f- front shoulder to <laughs> tail butt. They just make no sense. It makes no sense. Um, but that was, I mean, that was really fun to see. It was a great experience overall. Uh, yeah, I feel bad for whoever the our, our horse tailor was for that episode. I'm, oh. I hope they got a nominee and like the, uh, what do they call it? Like the technical Oscars or whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, also in in the same, uh, of taking a leaf out of the, the book of the actual Oscars, we're not addressing the technical uh, uh, awards this year. We just don't think it's as exciting. So, Oh, yeah, that should not get any airtime. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, but yeah, that, that, I mean, the horse force, those overalls, very funny, very good. Um, God, the Patriots and Jimmy Neutron, though, that one, that was a big one. I'm surprised that, uh, I mean, they're, they're, to get all of the New England Patriots and God and Jimmy Neutron. You got, that's like their (laughs) cheerleading squad or. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, them too. And the Patriots, the, the men part of the team. It was tough to get God on the pod, the God pod. I mean, yeah, the God uh, Pod is really much big. harder to book so. Jimmy Neutron. Oh my God! Don't even get me started on that process. His people, look, I don't. We, again, you know, we we probably shouldn't be talking about this in a public forum, but like, I probably wouldn't want to work with him again. I mean, like, yeah, I don't know how. I don't know why he's always on Joe Rogan because I mean, I don't know how it's. He's so always easy on for Joe Rogan. Well, that's our fucking first mistake. <laughs> Yeah, he does, he spreads a lot of misinformation on Fuck. that show. I did not know that. Why didn't anyone tell me that? God, he, is that well, why nobody listens episode. to our podcast? Was, We're like canceled and we don't even know? There was like 117 <laughs> people on that episode. Jimmy Neutron was just one. Ugh, he barely had true. any chance to say anything offensive. And it was just that he went to the Patriots game that day. Yeah, he did wear overalls. Yeah, and he was the only person in the crowd who wore overalls. So we were like, come on down, buddy. And it happened to be, you know, like this big famous guy. So it was God. God, yeah. God was God, God was a big get. He offered actually, which was which was really nice. It is really wild that this was a whole episode about the Patriots and we didn't even talk to Joshua Wilkinson or Wade Wolf. Um, well, yeah, Wade Wolf, I think, never wants to talk to us ever again. <laughs> um, we gave him a pretty big job at the end of season one. a pretty big job, and I actually don't think we're allowed to talk to Joshua anymore. Probably for the Wade best, Wolf. like it restraining is, yeah. order situation. Yeah, something like that. I don't know why. Like, like the I state of like... Massachusetts said, like, <laughs> you, you people are a bad influence on this kid. Yeah, I think so. Um, so, it's I mean, extremely like, extremely fair. I, well, are we allowed know. to talk to God? Yeah. I'm here, oh, God. It's time. me, Margaret. I'm here, God. <laughs> come get um, me. Come, come at me, God. It's me, Margaret. It's also <laughs> a good sequel. Ironic parents. What did you What did you think about that one? Who I think it was nice that we did like a uh, we we tried to do like a family episode. We both had our parents on, mm. but they were doing like ironic characterizations of themselves. Wow, I'm actually um, really self-aware. I'm really impressed that both our moms pulled that off. Like, my dad, you know, would think he's pulling it off, but, like, is actually going too heavy-handed with it. Your dad might actually not be too bad. You know, he, no, he was... No, I think he would be doing a, <laughs> a less impressive 
job as an actor than your dad, but equally uh. doing the exact same thing you just described. Okay, that might be true. But yeah, our, our moms were actually like the standout, the breakout stars of that. They, yeah, they, they were, were the ones that wore the overalls tasteful. too. Yeah, it was really, really impressive. Yeah, they were, it, the real irony was that it worked. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah. They were, and those overalls, they worked. They worked too. They, I mean, they, yeah, yeah, they worked and they worked the overalls. Exactly, they worked it, girl. And then the game, the game, the game. So, yeah, this was, so we all remember from like middle school when you would mm -hmm. say you just lost the game where mm -hmm. the game is to not think of the game. Right. This was the game within the game, the game, the game, um, but that that game. And so that the game, the game, the game. Yeah, right, yeah. Um, and I, I don't actually understand how this was in the overalls category. Is it just everyone is, since since the game is to not think about the game, we're all playing someone's, the game, so yeah, someone is wearing, wearing overalls. overalls? Yeah, for sure. What is the probability? Th these are things that I do think about a lot, but they I, I can't think about them for too long because my brain doesn't sit well with things like this. Like with st I'm always like someone's listening to the podcast right now wearing overalls. Well, it's kind of like that, but it's also like what I was just thinking is that like someone in the world right now is wearing overalls. Like that's a like yeah, like absolutely yeah. But like, do you think like like there at some point there's a moment when like maybe maybe just for a minute. Or even like a set, like there's no one <laughs> alive. This sounds like the <laughs> intro to like a serial, like, you know, big budget, like investigative journalism podcast. <laughs> what if just for a minute, no one <laughs> no was wearing one overalls? overalls. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, for the overall thing in specific, unlikely, but maybe, <laughs> maybe just for a minute. Yeah, maybe just for a minute, no one wore overalls. Yeah, if we closed our eyes and just <laughs> pretend for a minute that there was no overalls. <laughs> Imagine there's no overalls. <laughs> That's the theme song. I'm rooting for our moms here. I'm I'm also Call rooting for Call me Nate Roos, because I am rooting the for our moms. <laughs> the winner here is the Horse Force. All right, that's fair too. I feel like that was that a was popular really one, one, you know? I mean, I mean, who doesn't want to see a horse wearing some funky clothes? It's the classic thing where like, you know, if the if a dog dies in a movie, it's a tragedy, but and if no a person dies, no one it. cares. Yeah. If our moms wear overalls in a podcast, no one cares, right, but if but one horse does, yeah, everyone loves it. Exactly. I'm not bitter. <laughs> You've never been so bitter though. <laughs> the next uh next category Best use of social media. Now, this is this is interesting because everyone knows that our, our social media is hopping, just nonstop content, tweets so on tweets people on People know tweets. about our Twitter, but they don't know about our broader they don't know about social our media tea parties. empire. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. They, I mean, they, they yeah, they, we don't really. <laughs> Season two rule. If you haven't listened to the Some Nights intro yet, and you're still listening yeah, okay. to this podcast. Okay, yeah, that, that's actually the that's a rule for sure. Like for real, it'll take we, you one minute to listen to something that we reference every three words we speak. Like, might even need to put a disclaimer at the top of every episode from this point on. Like, if you haven't, yeah, listened our to season two anything theme song <laughs> is actually Some Nights intro. <laughs> uh, and would you believe it? It was written by an AI. Um, but uh, yeah, no, if you haven't, that's just. 
kind of required reading. It's all we ask. It just, it, yeah, it's just one minute, some night's intro, look yeah, it up. We don't want you to listen up. to ads. We don't want you to, we don't really care if you rate, review, subscribe, don't any of that care shit. If you Everyone says like it helps podcast, so much. Like, I literally have no idea how it helps. We're here to proselytize the some night's yeah, intro. Yeah, you know what helps so much? It. Listen to this stupid song. That's it. <laughs> anyway. Best use of social media, the the uh, nominees in this category. Kooky Bear and the Choir of Little Cats. Little Cats, in- by the way. <laughs> Not Little Cats, but Little, little cats. cats, capitalized. Uh, Wedding in B-Town, The Merchant oh, yeah. and the Gourmet Age of Seinfeld. Age. <laughs> <laughs> the Merchant and the Gourmet Age of Seinfeld. And age Tom, of Seinfeld. The Human Being. Um. <laughs> so these, interestingly, they all used a different social media platform. So it's, it's yeah. not even comparing apples to apples here. Right, so, no. For example, like uh, Kooky Bear and the Choir of Lil' Cats. That, yeah. of course, was our first foray into uh, band camp. Yes, and yeah. And this got really big. This was, yeah. th- this was like a number one hit song for a, a little while there. Yeah, so it, it was kind of like a country bear jamboree kind of thing, but it was like, you know, there was like one big bear character and then, um, you know, the choir of little cats. I thought it was just like fun, cute, uh, you but know. But like Lil Cats has like a hip hop edge. So it was like, it was somewhere between country bear jamboree and like Old Town Road. Yeah, no, I, I think the, the, you know, the choir of little cats really like, it was the kind of situation where like Kooky Bear is, um, you know, he's fine as a front man, but he really needs like a, a support supporting cast around him to 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 really elevate his his work he's and like the... a neighbors <laughs> he's <laughs> and that's the thing and we're we're really interested to see what kooky bear's um uh solo career would be because we can't you know it just it would be over the top bombastic um but the choir of but little we cats wanted really to make sure we had her. yeah we wanted to help jack anton off a horse so we <laughs> got the choir of little cats around exactly exactly uh, wedding in B Town was wedding a very different sort of social media a uh, of mine. usage. Yeah, Th- this was an episode of a podcast where there was a whole companion um, site set up on Zola, the w- the wedding website. <laughs> yeah, and and I thought that was really fun to create the a whole kind of like fictional wedding. Do you, this is a real true fact about me. When I was in like seventh grade, I really wanted to be a, a wedding planner. That was like, if someone asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up, that's what I would have said because I watched a lot of like wedding shows on like the Style Network and shit. Okay, um, I actually had a favorite wedding planner her name was samantha goldberg i think <laughs> and she she i think i emailed her once <laughs> i feel like this is like i i want to find it funny but it's actually like i don't know it's kind of cool it's like a, it's a good mix that of like you want to you have these dreams and... as a kid but like realistic goals <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, so, um, you know, I kind of, uh, I, I, uh, got really excited about getting back into that, you know, that wedding planning and I, I, I had a, you know, I kind of mixed the, my, my childhood passions with my current passions and I got to create this whole like fictional world of a, of a wedding in B-Town and B-Town was and this just, was one of, was this one of the bees from the pirate bee? 
Yeah, I mean, so, okay, so that, that what you've spotted the tie-in, you know, I, you know, when, when you do a clever little tie-in like that, you never want to, like, ask people if they noticed, because then, it, you know, it doesn't make it as clever if you have to ask, but, it, so it's always really re rewarding when someone does pick up on that. Um, the, the bee, um, the, the, the bee, okay, so the pirate bee, because obviously, the, in the pirate bee, um, the bee dies, as we've said, uh, spoilers, yeah. if you haven't seen the pirate, <laughs> listen to the pirate bee, but, um, the, uh, uh, you know, so, so the wedding in B-Town kind of takes place way before that. And the pirate bee, I didn't want him to be, you know, I didn't want him to like pull focus from the rest of the bees because there's a really colorful ca cast of bees in wedding in B-Town. Mostly um, yellow. Mostly yellow. <laughs> yeah, there is one blue bee though. And I thought that was fun. Um, the, uh, uh, is that yeah, what you call a blueberry? <laughs> a blue bee? <laughs> A bluey, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so the the um the the actually that one of the one of the the bees getting married is the uh, cousin of the pirate bee. So the pirate bee's there, but not kind of like taking up a lot of space. Uh, yeah, and well, Bee Town. That's another like it's a a subtle homage to Boston Bean Town that it's like meant mm -hmm. to be very yeah. similar it yeah it did it took place in boston we had to do a lot of accent training um even more accent training because i decided that one side of the marriage was they you know they like they were from boston and then the other person the other b sorry getting married was actually from philly so we hired the same people that uh did the training for mayor of east town and you know i just think the accent work was just uh you know shining mayor of b-town mayor of b-town sorry yeah it was it was the 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 yeah the the trainer the the people who trained the bees uh for mayor of b-town the parody um yeah i was just very impressed with the accent work yeah i mean it's not the biggest reach social media platform no but it's, uh, no but it's it was one where you can do something really special it on. was my yeah it was my baby my baby even baby <laughs> baby <laughs> next up this is i think I think this should have gotten a best innovation uh, nomination because I've never I, I seen can see not, that. Not that there's a lot of wedding podcasts uh, happening, but there's probably some. Uh, on the other hand, I don't think there's a lot of uh, themed restaurant Postmates podcasts, mm -hmm. and that's what the Merchant in the Gourmet Age of Seinfeld was all about. I um, just felt like this was such an epic. Like it just. Swept, yeah, so this was like away. one of our more serious episodes. We try to do like a docudrama about. Uh, doing home delivery, four and five star meals um, it, from a, th a Seinfeld themed restaurant, mm -hmm. which I mean, it's it it seems impossible, but it was it was big business, and but this was possible, during COVID. Jerry. This is what people wanted. There was things like you could get like a single junior mint, you could get uh, a soup from the soup Nazi, but sometimes you couldn't get the soup. Actually, it was kind of like that More was often the you could not. That yeah. was the whole like you know you would order it and then you you would either you know. You get would pay it like and, seventy dollars, yeah. and you would get nothing. It was actually way less exciting to get the soup because, like, that's not the that's not the bit, you know? Yeah, like, like you, the dining experience is not getting the soup, yeah. right? Yeah, for seventy dollars. Uh, exactly. Sometimes you would get just like a deli sandwich from their normal the normal deli that mm -hmm. the, the Seinfeld gang would eat at. Yeah, um, and again, it would cost like seventy dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was gourmet. <laughs> yeah no relation not in the way we normally meant that in this show either <laughs> yeah there was no 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 people eating people yeah peps <laughs> 
um, the yeah, I thought that one. I thought, these days. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was such a. It was. It was just. Um, it was fun to break into the to the gourmet world. You know, like you you there you see so many like influencers making their different like pop up shops and 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 stuff like that and um, ghost restaurants and is that what it's called? Um, yeah. And uh, you know, it it was fun to to be a part of that to get to get in on something like that. So Jerry, I've gotten in on the gourmet restaurant business. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have not seen enough Seinfeld to be able to joke about it very well. <laughs> Sorry, I know That's it's a very serious topic. I won't make any more jokes. <laughs> no, yeah, please, no jokes. I feel like we have one Seinfeld bit. Like, I feel like I've seen a ton of Seinfeld and I can still only kind of do one bit, which is just like, <laughs> yeah, one person does the George, like, <laughs> angry about something and the other person does an exasperated Jerry, like... Why would you get into the gourmet restaurant business during a pandemic? <laughs> it's on DoorDash. <laughs> the, the yeah, the last one was Tom the Human Being, which This was a MySpace episode. I, I'm so glad you said that because I was really thinking that I had that name wrong. Um not that it wasn't MySpace, but that Tom was the MySpace guy. Um yeah, this was, I mean, yeah, it was just, you know, it was fun to be a little bit retro with that. And I think it was fun to really highlight that, like, unlike Mark Zuckerberg, Tom, just a normal just a guy. guy. He's a human guy for real, for sure. Yeah. Tom, definitely a human being. Definitely a human He's being. a human being. He's a human being. Um, no what, relation what to else? the bees. That's... He did pay us a huge... So we said we would never take uh, <laughs> ad money from Facebook. Tom paid us... A ton of MySpace money. Never said we wouldn't take money from MySpace. We did not. Never exactly. Did we say that. we would yeah. not promise you that uh, because we definitely would take that money. If we, we promised that now, we'd yeah. be lying, and we never lie. Everything we say that, is one hundred percent truthful. Yes, uh, this this has always been true. Yep. Uh, but yeah, Tom just wanted us to, for many millions of dollars, just wanted us to produce a podcast that ended any rumors that he's anything but a human being and just certified once again that Tom is a human being. And, and yeah, and you know, we would I would sign a document in a court of law to guarantee that yes, Tom is a human being. I would being. sign one in a court of basketball. Oh, that too. I mean, that's an even you like you would you would you would go that far? I I'd have my fingers crossed behind my back. Oh, okay. But why? Because we're telling the truth. Exactly. Exactly. What more can you say? And the winner of best use of social media is dun, dun, the dun, merchant dun, 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 dun. in the gourmet uh, age of Seinfeld. That's our uh, yeah, award show music. Is... It's Jock Jams followed by the Seinfeld theme song. <laughs> I think it was very well deserved. I think, uh, yeah, I hope the DoorDash rider that we were following around for this episode can uh, share in some of the glory for this because I think he's still oh, just yeah. hustling around New York, uh, serving yeah. up $70 bowls of empty soup. <laughs> bowls of nothing. You said rider, but I really thought you said rioter. And I was like, the, rioter. the, the DoorDash rioter. <laughs> we, uh, we tried to keep it peaceful with this whole experiment, but you know. What can you say? When Seinfeld gets involved, tensions mount. Yeah. Um, and that brings us on to our next category, which is best use of the world. 
um, you know, it's just kind of how did we how did we employ our surroundings and uh, the you know the way that we you know best reached out into the world beyond us and our little microphones and just yeah, ironically, I think. So many of the episodes that we've talked about so far did do that to some extent. They did reach out, but none of them got a nominee. Not as well as we did in these ones. And those would be, it's not a good time to have a pervy cat. The farewell be fat cat. That's exclamation point after each word. And coffee, tea, and grape juice. I'm so glad that the third uh, episode from the B trilogy yeah. did also get a nominee. Oh, all yeah. three B movies. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the farewell B I think was was a beautiful. So that that was that comes after the pirate B, um, and it's just kind of this like really you know impactful uh, you know look at the effect on a life of of a bee once the bee is gone from this world and kind of how all of the family was affected by the execution in the pirate bee. It was kind of a shame we only had David Attenborough to do the voiceover for the uh, Ken Burns episode, yeah. not for this episode about like well i you know i saw this as more of a more of a drama than a than a documentary uh yeah i guess so we did pay the bees to uh to lie and to to play up their emotions did you not think they were sad i thought they were i you know i think that they they were sad they were sad they were sad sad. um for the right money they were sad we Um, paid them enough they better have been sad I mean, we used every dollar of that mind, mind Minecraft space, money. Minecraft contract. Mind space. It's coming. <laughs> yeah, we I mean we reached out and just into the wide world of bees, I think, you know, and, and tried to figure out how the, the loss of the pirate bee rippled out into the entire bee world, which I think it's Yeah, a, that was reaching out into a particular world. Yeah, into yeah, it's the best use of all world. And then, so there's two on here that I think, I don't know if they were sequels or what, but they, they definitely, you know, were similar. And, and uh, we can start by talking about it's not a good time to have a pervy cat. Because um, it yeah. really is not a good time to have a pervy cat, let me tell you. Um, we talked to a lot of pervy cat owners at this time. Yeah. They were, they were unanimous that it was not a good time to have one. Uh, you know, I think something that's interesting is, you know, people were saying that, like, one of the best times to have a pervy cat was kind of like the early 2000s when it was, like, just kind of, like... When it was kind of cool to get humped <laughs> cool. by a cat. Yeah, it was like, you know, it was still looked at as like edgy to have a per- per- pervy cat. And it's like, oh, uh, yeah, it was like, oh, so random. Yeah. And it's like, if, you, if you're if you offended, then it's like, you just need to to chill out. It was a joke. Like, and, and you know, now it is just like, clearly an issue to have a pervy cat. And, you know, it, it's wild that it wasn't even that long ago that we felt like that about things like pervy cats. And um, if you just followed like a, uh, if you made a graph of like public sentiment of Shane Dawson, it tracks with this uh, good time slash bad time to have a pervy cat exactly one to one. The thing about invoking Shane Dawson here is it does put some blame on the cat for being promiscuous. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to point that out here. Look, I don't want to blame Shane's cat here. I don't think we should be. Uh, yeah, no, that. Uh, I think that's a separate situation. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Didn't really think that. 
Um, if you don't understand that joke, good for you. Lucky um, you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it it was a it was an interesting it was an interesting look into this world of of owners of per- pervy cats and how they are you know they're they're just trying to just trying to get by and um, yeah, working from home has been the worst ooh, possible time yeah, for it. Not good. You know, and that's the thing. It's like a lot of them probably didn't spend that much time home with their cats, and then they they did, and it, they were like, "Oh my god!" Like I didn't even know my this cat thought far this far worse way. than I thought. Yeah, like you know, it's like I did not know what my cat did all day, and now I do, and I wish I could go back. This cat is a freak. This cat is a fucking freak. Yeah, so that's why people are rushing back to the office now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then in 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 a similar vein, but not at all. We've got fat cat. Which, that one I think was just, it was way more lighthearted. It was just a fun look at fat cats and how, you know, they, uh, happy they are and just, you know, rolling yeah, around. Yeah, this was less of a podcast episode and more of like a TikTok compilation. <laughs> yeah, which, you know, I, uh, you know, it, I, I like to get into a multimedia experience. Um, so, I you know, it was, it, was, uh, it was really fun to just go out there and meet some fat cats in the world. Many of them not even meet them, just watch a video of them yeah uh, we, we we tried to get a cat from every country of the world a fat cat a fat cat um which country had your favorite fat cat i mean i really liked the madagascar fat cat it's mm. kind of a, a rarer one uh, a fat cat you don't see every day mm-hmm. but i mean how can you how can you say no to the hungarian fat cat how can you say no to the hungarian fat cat i mean i seriously i, I don't does anyone know how to say no in hungarian <laughs> i it's also that, one of the perfect cats. A, yeah. I just that was make the one crossover clear. one. So I feel like maybe you can easily say no. You can always say no. No, I'm literally. Please just ask, how how do I say no to it? Oh, I, no. I need this information quick. Oh no! <laughs> He's at my door right now. He won't stop calling my phone. The cat's um, at my door, Jerry. <laughs> I would have to say that my favorite was the. Um, I really liked the, I just, I really liked the Japanese fat cat. I thought that, you know, he was, he was really into food. Like he he was a, uh, he kind of lived in like a a sushi uh, restaurant. And I just thought that, you know, it was fun to go visit the restaurant and eat with the cat. Um, Yeah, that was just, that was He was, yeah, gourmet. He wasn't, like you're saying, not a fat cat by like laziness no. or by uh by random chance it wasn't some genetic condition no he he ate to live and he lived to eat yeah he was like he was like buster for jones he 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 didn't haunt pubs he has eight or nine clubs he's a a distinguished dinner club cat in this case distinguished sushi club cat yeah you, exactly you understand anyway the winner of best we're not going to talk about coffee tea and oh grape fuck juice. i forgot about that. Coffee tea and grape juice. Coffee. How can I that forget about? That was just. I mean, that was the least. Like the rest of them were at least about the natural world or something. That right. was just like the world of uh, continental diner. breakfast. Yeah. Like, oh my hotel god. Breakfast. I, yeah. I've always loved uh, hotel breakfast. Truly, like brings me so much joy. Even the shittiest hotel breakfast. I don't know when the last time I had one was, but would give I, anything. Yeah. I mean, there's something to be said about the little like overflowing plastic cups of waffle batter. Yeah disgusting it gets everywhere no one can make a fucking waffle where else would you eat or drink grape juice like you drink fruit juices you've never touched in you know 20 years at a hotel breakfast ruby red grapefruit yeah apricot yeah pomelo wow what kind of hotels are you going to (laughs) star anise juice sounds (laughs) not good um (laughs) 
This also... I guess you haven't stayed at a Hilton property lately. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so now the, the winner. The winner is... It's not a good time to have a pervy cat. Yeah, that one had to win. It was like a very special episode it was type timely. episode. Yeah, it was. Yeah. 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 Had some pandemic stuff. Yeah. Had some pet ownership stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Next next category. We've got best of the best of the world, which. So not to be confused with best use of the world. No. And not to be confused with like best episode like that. No, no, no. No, no, no. Um, this is... I couldn't yeah. tell you what the difference is, but it's not that. <laughs> um, but you should know. We shouldn't have to tell you. Uh, the, the nominees in this category are The Vagrancy of Steve Buscemi. Gonna ask you to wipe your pants. The Butter Art of Science. And Marge is giving her Pictionary. All right. Another, <laughs> another great slate of episodes that yeah. I remember fondly. This, another, another, uh, heart-wrenching kind of, like, uh, gritty dra- dramatic yeah. uh, documentary episode the vagrancy of steve buscemi that yeah he he hasn't been in much lately and you might be wondering why uh he's he's just a vagrant now he's he got, just yeah. wanders yeah i mean and that's it's it's very it was really interesting to to kind of follow it it, it, it was kind of a um it's not even something we set out to do but we just ran into him one day walking around and just he I think he was lonely because he just kept yeah. following us really yeah I mean we you know we 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 did like kind of like a an initial interview where we just kind of like chatted with him on the street brought out the recorder and then we were like thanks so much for talking to us today walked away and he just kind of kept following us like oh well one more thing I don't have a Steve Buscemi impression what even is what yeah I'm glad you like? tried because I did not I have didn't one at try. all um <laughs> I I in my head I was just kind of like imagining his face and <laughs> like what does that face yeah, sound like? That, I went through the same process <laughs> where I was like, okay, try to do a Steve Buscemi impression, and all I could do is think of his face while like <laughs> thinking of words. Yeah, um, which you know, what more? What what is an impression if not thinking of a face while thinking of words? Um, but yeah, he he just had a lot to say. I feel like like you know, and it kind of. It was like, why is no one else talking to him? Like, why? If he's just walking around all day, why aren't people stopping him? Like, he's highly recognizable. Yeah, I feel like, well, it's what he said to us. It's like everyone says, whoa, are you Steve Buscemi? But no one says, whoa, how How are you Steve Steve Buscemi? Buscemi? Yeah, (laughs) right. It's so true. How is you Steve Buscemi? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no one ever says that. We were like, Steve, I mean, like, <laughs> there's probably a good probably reason a better way to say it yeah but uh yeah that was it was just very interesting to get to get to know him and you know i think that this category really is about you know it's like the best really of the steve best buscemi. of the world oh. and so you know steve buscemi i think is one element that is like you know he's just like one of the best elements of, of the this world we live in one of the best things we have going for us and uh it was just yeah it was an opportunity to get to have that uh on our podcast and and like and you know like we're saying it's not like he really did a favor for us it feels like we did something for him like we we kept him from being lonely for a day yeah i feel like we kind of did him a disservice by not just inviting him like to be part of the podcast or something i know maybe we should talk about that for season two i mean we are trying to have more guests yeah every (laughs) other episode we'll have a guest and that guest will always be steve buscemi yeah yeah i mean yeah i don't i don't think that's out of the realm of possibility so it's, it's it was good to talk about that now it's the weight's off our shoulders and we don't have to worry about it anymore yeah um how about so 
Gonna ask you to wipe your pants was a fun one. What 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 are your memories of of gonna have to gonna gonna have to ask you to wipe your pants? Gonna ask so you that was to wipe from when the TikTok trend got really big, um, where people were telling each other to wipe your pants, right? Not to wipe your pants, Allison, but like right. going up to other people and be like, "Hey, I'm gonna have to gonna have to ask you to wipe your pants," right? Yeah, and there's nothing on there, so it was you know just like a whole thing. And yeah, first it was just like an April circle, Fool's joke like, kind of yeah. thing. Then it became like a dance, like yeah. a dance. Basically, like, challenging someone to, like, do a quick improv dance. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. It was, like, wrong answers only, but for, like, pants. But for wiping your pants, yeah. Wrong answers yeah, exactly. only, wipe your pants. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. like, the, yeah, that's the implied part of it. Right. Can I ask you to wipe your pants? Yeah. Wrong answers only. Yeah. This, actually, it was great. It was a great part of the world. It was the best of the best of the world. Translated pretty poorly to an audio medium because most yeah. of the episode was just us watching watching someone dance and then us going like wow nice good move good nice move look um, at that leg work <laughs> look at those pants nice pants nice pants but you know i mean it got into the category so the academy clearly thought that it was the best of the best of the world the ethics board obviously yeah lee nominated that one himself <laughs> The butter art of science was was an interesting one. That was, um, you know, we we were kind of uh, talking about the world of like a butter sculpture and the kind of yeah, and the weird fact that like all of the top uh, scientists, like all the Nobel Prize winners, also do butter sculptures. Right, and that was just it was like one of those trivia facts that is like, what's going on here? Do I need to make a serial esque podcast about this? And sometimes the answer is yes. Yeah, it's like a Snapple cap fact where it's like, do you know what? Uh, what Albert Einstein, Marie Curie, uh, all all those kind of people, uh -huh. <laughs> other various scientists. I swear I've heard of more than <laughs> for two a dollar. Name a scientist. <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what all those people have in common, and your first reaction is like, oh, they're all like Nobel Prize winning scientists, and like, well, yeah, but you know what else they have in common? butter sculpting yeah that it was it was really interesting and, and you know it, it is kind of the the it was a bit of a historical piece because it, you know okay actually here's my question so it's like all of these historical do they still science, do science do they, they still fuck what fuck around with that stuff um my my question is obviously there has been this kind of like legacy of the our, of our most famous scientists in history being butter sculptors um, I almost said sculptures. butters sculptors, yeah, <laughs> famous scientists. Um, but is it is it you know is it something that has kind of been like taken on as a as a mantle by each like new generation of scientists? Like, is it something that you do? You, is it like which came first? Really, I guess is my question. Like, do you sculpt the butter because the butter. you're a scientist, or or do are butter sculpture sculptors just like predisposed to science? Well, it's like that famous uh, Edison quote where it's, I didn't invent one proper way to make a light bulb. I invented 999 ways to sculpt butter. Mm. And I think, I think you have to do a one. lot of butter sculpting before you're ready for real science. Right. I mean, I, th I guess that, that makes a lot of sense. It's just like what you do, you know, and it's kind of like, you know, if you're, you're a parent of a young child and, and you're sitting at dinner and you see your, your child kind of playing with, with the butter, you're like... Hmm, do I have a, the next genius on my hands? Yeah, and that's what we were trying to get across in the podcast, trying to tell people, like, do you want your, your, your child? <laughs> do you, you want, want your, your child, child to be the best of the world, do yeah. <laughs> uh, you? Yeah. You got to make sweetheart. them play with butter. Well, 
Yeah, you can make her play with butter. That's the moral of the story. That that makes your child smart. It's yeah. as simple as that. Sim- simple as make them play with butter. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then we had um, Marge's giving her Pictionary, which I thought was just a, a beautiful piece about this character, Marge. Um, and From The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This character that you might have heard of. Yeah. It was this kind of piece about the, like... <laughs> It kind of framed, um, kind of framed Marge Simpson as as a like a Sylvia Plath esque character, you know, a kind of like stifled housewife with a you know a genius artistic, uh, you know, literary mind that she applies to one particular outlet. <laughs> exactly, Pictionary. It's like that's the only time that she like found any creative outlet when she played Pictionary with her family. And, um, you know, it just, it, she was giving it her all was kind of where the title came from. Yeah, it was somewhere between like a, a Sylvia Plath situation and like a slumdog millionaire situation <laughs> that there was only like, you know, 15 things that Marge Simpson could possibly draw, but like all of them were the cards she kept pulling for Pictionary. And it was right. like, you know, yeah. Just then, the next uh, pi- name an artist for for a dollar name an artist. The next like Picasso. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was like a combination of like Picasso meets The Simpsons meets meets Guernica. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wonder Woman meets. So that's I completely <laughs> accidentally got there that I had already name checked Picasso and we were talking about The Simpsons. <laughs> Really good. Wonder Woman. That's right. Okay. Wonder Woman meets The Simpsons meets Guernica. That, that is exactly what this episode was. That's where Lin Manuel <laughs> yeah. Miranda, the movie got version, Lin-Manuel got inspired. Miranda, the movie. Yeah. LMM. Oh, that episode's LMM. coming up soon, I think. Oh, that is coming up next time, I believe. The So the winner of this category was The Vagrancy of Steve Buscemi. I think it's very deserved. Hopefully, this kind of helps him yeah. get back on his feet. Uh, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> whoa, hello, inspires some. Yeah, as soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, "Oh, where's that <laughs> Philly guy coming out of?" Uh, oh, you found your no, the word that you can you can hinge onto. <laughs> yeah, co- hopefully, COVID will be over soon. <laughs> oh boy. No, I think this. While it will help Steve Buscemi, I think it'll mainly help him just through spreading awareness. Yeah, people who listen to this talk episode to will then. If if they see him wandering around, he wants they'll, they'll to talk. talk to him. Yeah, he wants to talk and not just to be asked, "Are you Steve Buscemi?" Yeah, yeah. Are you okay, Steve Buscemi? Yeah, ask him, please. Buscemi, are you okay? Can you tell <laughs> us that you're okay, Shimmy? <laughs> Shimmy, really good. Um, yeah. So the next category is best in show, which again, not to be confused with the best episode. That is, you know, that's our final category here that we'll be coming to next. Um, but uh, best in show is just kind of, I, I, I look at this more of, of, you know, I think each piece is kind of, kind of has a, um, a focal uh, figure and- um, Which is a dog. Most of them, maybe all of them, we'll see. Um, maybe all of them, actually. I think they might all be dogs. I am shocked you didn't realize these were dogs when we were making the episodes. Well, uh, I, I mean, it's not that. I don't, you know, I don't I don't really see species. I just kind of see, like, you know, I just, I just kind of connect with, like, people and beings. You so. just see, yeah, a heart. Yeah. Four legs and a heart. Four legs and a heart. Whether yeah. it's a human it's, or a, it's a dog. Four, four legs and a heart baby that's all i am (laughs) i refuse to call these arms 
Um, so the nominees if, for Best in Show. Baby Just Made a Mess, Rudy Gaiman, Snoopy Dick, and Bummer Bill. So some really colorful characters in this category. Um, Baby Just Made a Mess, I think, if we're talking about a dog, it's... It's pretty self-explanatory. It's kind of it's the life the life of a puppy. And, yeah, and it, I mean, I feel like that's what you're saying most of the time when you have a puppy. That's what when yeah. we went home to home for we we went to a big uh, no kill shelter, uh-huh. and then we went to every home where they had adopted out a puppy. Mm-hmm. To um, the our ethics board said that's fine. Yeah. You can go visit homes without uh, without them knowing that they that you got their address from the shelter, right? And yeah, we just popped in and we kept hearing again and again. First, I mean, like our just made first question was always, you know, how's it going? And every how's single Steve time, they were, <laughs> every single time that it was like, well, baby just made a mess. So, I mean, it, it was it was kind of one of those things where like the, the title came to us like that, like the title of the project came so organically. It was like, how can this not be the title? I really do appreciate that the mission of that shelter was to adopt out dogs, but to force the new owners to call the dog baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every single, you know, it was like sometimes you see those Twitter accounts that are like funny, like cat names in shelters or on Pet Finder or whatever. Um, this shelter does have a website and it's really hard to navigate. It's really hard to like, if you're looking at a dog that you're interested in and you want to like, you know, come back to it later, like show your friend and every single one is named baby. And it's and they it's like you legally read the website you sound like Justin Bieber you're like baby <laughs> baby baby baby, baby. baby. Oh. <laughs> and um and when you adopt from that shelter you sign a legally binding document that you will not change the dog's name and ref- you won't refer to it as to anything other than baby so most people don't know that you can sign a legal contract uh, binding you to a dog's name but. This is something we learned in the course of yeah, the which was interesting. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool to learn about. Yeah, puppy law. Who knew? Tell me about Rudy Gaiman. You remember Rudy Gaiman? I'm I'm uh, saying Gaiman like you know, but yeah, I mean, no relation to Neil. No, it's um, not even spelled that way. It's spelled like Gay Man, but Rudy pronounces it Gaiman because you know I think so he grew up in a time Rudy when it wasn't gay that. Gay Man yeah. was a slash Gaiman. Yeah, yeah, like you you, you were just about to get uh, to say yeah. it, but he. It, this was a, a historical dog. This was like a look back. He was the, um, the the first dog, first first dog only dog at Stonewall, actually. The, uh, the, yeah, the the movie uh, Legally Blonde to Bruiser's Bill, the <laughs> movie about the gay dog and legislation to. You're uh, right. That is the a plot. Protect a gay dog. This was well. This was the real dog that that movie was based on. Right. 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 Yeah. Um, yeah, Rudy, Rudy Gaiman was, uh, present at the Stonewall riots, um, you know, was, was fighting like the best of them. And, uh, once, uh, you know, nobody listens to the dogs that were, that were there that day. Um, and, uh, he really just wanted to, to promote the message that, you know, you know, dogs are gay, dogs are gay. Like he he said a lot. He said we're here, we're queer. Get used to it. But we're do- we're we're also dogs. We're like dogs. We're, we're dogs. Yeah. We're here. We're dogs. We're queer. We're dogs. Get used to it. We're dogs. We're dogs. It's, yeah, 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 yeah. That was his. It, this is why he's not very well remembered today. His it's PR was not the best. Yeah, a little wordy. Um, 
But uh, yeah, it was, it was, I, I always love stories where you get to know, um, you know, your kind of elder queers. And it was, it was really, uh, it was really interesting to get to know this, this figure from the, from the, the dog world. Yeah. And I mean, this was not one of these stories where it's like just tragedy that there was plenty of, uh, plenty of joy in the, the dog life of oh, the yeah. game in. So much. Yeah. It was, it was beautiful. Um, I think uh, totally switching gears tonally. Um, Snoopy Dick. No, no, not switching gears at all. Another gay dog, Snoopy. Well, Dick. yeah, I said tonally. Um, oh, okay, yeah, no, uh, unrelated that he was a gay dog. Though, yeah, because this was a dog. Uh, this was an all dog. Uh, Go to heaven. Live adapt adaptation of Moby Dick. Uh, which is not a play, but it was put on as a play well, in, by so dogs. Th- this is the thing. You know, it's not a play to us, but to dogs, all they have yeah. are plays. They they kind of, dogs exist with a kind of like oral tradition because human dogs books can't. don't really work for them. Yeah. So um, everything kind of is a play to them. And all the actors, dogs, all the world's a dog stage. All the world's and, a dog show. Yeah. And we're here. We're dogs. <laughs> Get used to it. Um, yeah, Precisely. this was a live action adaptation of Moby Dick, starring, of course, the lead dog Snoopy, Snoopy Dick. Snoopy Dick, yeah. Uh, that's his actual dog name. Yeah. And in addition to being the, I mean, he played Captain Ahab. He didn't play the whale. That would be weird. right. Who um, did play the this whale? Is like a Frankenstein situation. Uh, the the whale was played by a dog called uh, Snoopy Whale. Snoopy Whale. Oh yeah. Okay. Snoopy yeah. Dick, Captain Ahab. Yes. Snoopy Whale. Moby Dick. And they were kind of, they've been friends for a really long time and, and you know they've always been like I mean listen to our names. On again off again relationship more than Ye- friends. For okay, a long time. yeah, yeah. I mean they're they're in a, you know, they're in a uh, an off again uh, stage at the moment so I you know I, I just didn't feel the need they're to They're always bring it on up, stages. They're actors. That all the world's a stage for them. Um they're dogs. They're we're dogs. dogs. Yeah. Their dogs were dogs. Get used for to it. shave. <laughs> Yeah, they they've been friends, you know, or and lovers for a long time. That and enemies and enemies. Yeah, they their their relationship. Honestly, we should have done a piece about them, not not just the yeah. The we we missed next the story year on for that sure. Um, because yeah, their their relationship is just like really compelling. Um, but yeah, they've always known their names. You know, Snoopy Dick, Snoopy Well, and they're like, come on, someday we're gonna have to do it. And this was the day. This was the year that they did. Snoopy Dick, Moby Dick. Uh, when you, okay, yeah. I was thrown when you said someday we're going to have to do it. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> this is not a good time to have a pervy dog. It's not pervy if it's consensual. Uh, yeah, I guess so. What's the difference? I mean, it, it it's a little pervy if it's like just based on our names. We got to do it. <laughs> okay, fair. Hey, we got the same name except yours has dick in it. <laughs> Well, that was the that was the pickup line that he used. But and we're dogs, by the way. And we're dogs, yeah. That that about sums that one up. <laughs> I think so. Uh, that leaves just one dog. Bummer, Bill. That's the saddest dog of them the all. The saddest dog of them all. This is actually that dog. This is just Russ. That dog that we saw in the subway that day. <laughs> so he was so Bummer sad. Bill. <laughs> um, yeah, Bummer Bill. Just oh my god, this one really. You know, you know. I think a lot of people think of like dog media as being something that's like automatically going to make you cry. And I think the rest of the the work that we did in this category, we were like, no way, this is not going to be something that makes you cry. But 
Bummer Bill because definitely. Because we wanted to save all the tears for Bummer for Bill. For Bummer Bill, yeah. Um, really, really sad. Um, what what made him so sad? Uh, he was he was just a, a real drag to be around, unlike mm. most dogs. Like, most dogs are, like, cheerful and trying to cheer you up and, like, yeah, uh, really excited to see you. Bummer Bill, no, not. You, it's not like it, he's, it's like, timid. It's clearly your job to cheer up Bummer Bill. Yeah, he's mostly just kind of like indifferent and makes you feel like you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Like he makes you feel like you're burdening him by being there. Right. Yeah. And it's just so, so and, and so why, I mean, you know, then the question is, why did we feel like this was the, you know, this was like a, a focal, a focal character, like someone to, to shine a spotlight it's on. It's innovative. It, I mean, we, I think we always try to uh, tell the stories of the people who are different and what, and, and the dogs and. And the dogs. dogs. They're dogs. Uh, but what could be more different than a, a dog that really just bums you out and is uh, it's so an true. incredible, it, it's kind an of incredibly like, depressing animal? How could you, you know, it's it's like, so, yeah, something you, you like can't even wrap your head around existing. Like, it's like, you you know, we tell people that we made this and they're like, oh, come on, but like how sad could a dog really be? Like a dog's still going to make you happy even if the dog's sad. And it's like, oh, no, no, then you, you have listen. not met Bummer Bill this yeah, this dog, this dog sucks. This I dog feel comfortable sucks. saying it now that we've wrapped the episode on him. Yeah. He sucks. Yeah, he sucks, and he's probably never. Actually, he probably will listen to this, and we will have to confront. Yeah, that. he'll probably <laughs> uh, send us like an email that said like, "Oh, by the way, I listened to the episode just to bum us out more." Yeah, but that leaves us with the results of this category. The winner of best in show is Rudy Gaiman. Nice. nice. I was very afraid Bummer Bill would win that one. <laughs> oh, no, it was Rudy Gaiman. And that being said, that brings us to our final category, which is best episode overall. Not overall. That's a different thing. It's just best yeah, episode. On. And this is going to be out of the um the the winners here today. I always thought that all the real award shows should do uh well, all the non-Botskers award shows. We are no less real. Uh, they should do a final category like this where all the winners <laughs> face off for like best Oscar. I mean, best Oscar. Because <laughs> like, yeah, Meryl Streep gets best actress every year. But how many years was she the best Oscar? Like, it's so true. I'm sure, there's plenty of like, oh, that was actually the year like Silence of the Lambs won. So like she wasn't the best Oscar. So let's let's go back over our, our list of winners here. We had from Best Innovation, we had the Grim Reaper Juggles. I think, you know, I, I, it was a clear, it was a, a clear, uh, uh, you know, I think when people hear the word innovation, a lot of times you think of like technology. Technology. But yeah. th this not, was just. Not on a show like this, come on. It, yeah, that, like it's not innovative to, to talk about technology on this show. What is innovative is to watch the the Grim Reaper doing some really impressive practical tricks. Like that's just, yeah. that's it's totally out of the box. Flair bartending, but with a scythe. Best overall experience, the horse force. I think, you know, self-explanatory. Horse and overalls. We finally, yeah, we got the got the big answer. We saw how they wear them. Best use of social media, the merchant in the gourmet age of Seinfeld. Um, just a, a kind of all around rewarding experience for us. I think getting into a getting into a different uh, different social media platform of of DoorDash. For us for the delivery driver for the the gourmet diners and non diners. Mm, just all all of the above. Um, 
best use of the world. We had It's Not a Good Time to Have a Pervy Cat, like we said, just a very, um, very timely documentary about uh, about people in a, in a very precarious situation with their pets. Yeah, and it's the sort of thing that without a podcast, you wouldn't know there's others suffering with you. Right, exactly. Um, best of the best of the world, the vagrancy of Steve Buscemi. Just a great opportunity Speaking to get into others suffering with you. Yeah, great opportunity to get into a great guy who who really needs our our help right now. And uh, yeah, but not yeah, just our social help. Not like he doesn't need a place to stay. He no, just, he's just kind of lonely. He's just lonely. And then best in show, we had Rudy Gaiman, a, a beautiful interview with a um a beautiful figure in gay dog history. And that leaves us with GBTD. I thought there was going to be something there, but there wasn't. And that means the winner of best episode from the first four years of Robots on Typewriters at the 2020 Botskers Awards. 2022. 2022 is the Grim Reaper Juggles. How innovative. How innovative. He's, he's done it. God, he's done Very it. Very innovative. Um, He is actually, he's out on a job right now, so we can't have him come in and um do his acceptance speech, but hopefully he will tape that or later. Or his juggling routine. Or his juggling routine. Yeah, I mean, like, honestly, we can't. We haven't gotten the waiver signed, and like that, the whole the the safety process on that was really really tough. Um, and I'm not sure yeah, I we scythe are going to be doing that anytime into the crowd, and it's the Grim Reaper's scythe. Like even if if the scythe doesn't hit you, he might try to reach for it to catch it, and if he touches oh, you, my, yeah. that causes its, it's own a problems. whole thing. So um, we will we'll, we'll hopefully get him to send in his his video acceptance speech later. I don't know what that means, but um, <laughs> we'll get him to send one in. You won't get to hear it, though. Yeah, well, it's that's the thing about him and, and recorded media too. The the we have to. It, it's a whole thing. You can't see it's like him. Vampires. You can't hear him. It's can't just show up yeah. on tape. There's certain equipment that it works from the audience. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Don't worry so about it. On your way it. out, we will ask you to sign some papers. Yes, this live studio audience, please. Yeah, on your way out, it's it's oh, yeah, <laughs> never too late for season two. We're doing all of these live in stadiums around the world. Yeah, I mean, I if you're listening at home, that's why kind of yeah, like wh- why why at this point the okay. yeah live from. Belgrade, Serbia. We are we are playing the largest stadium in Serbia right now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What are you doing at home? Get over here. I mean, it's too late now. God. Whatever. Um. Still make it. Yeah. You can. You can still make it for the. Traffic's the outcome. not too bad at this hour. Yeah. But yeah, that that was the 2022 Botskers and um a, a lovely look back. And now we're looking forward. To, to your emails. Your emails that are coming in to our email address, which is robots at backcamp.org, or your tweets that are coming to our tweet, tweet, Twitter, Twitter at robot typewriter. Um, once again, if you have not yet listened to the Some Nights intro off the album Some Nights by the band Fun. Um, not the intro to the song Some Nights. Not the intro to the song Some Nights. It's called it. Some Nights intro. Intro is in parentheses. Go look it up if you haven't. We are going to be start requiring, if you listen to this podcast, um, we're going to make a Google form. Um <laughs> 
that um, if you have, um, you know, you're, you can only listen to this podcast if you respond to this Google Google form. Um, it will have trivia questions about this. <laughs> yeah, you will intro. not be able to cheat. Um, you know, and like we will even Tea allow parties like, and blank. And you, you can you can do it open book. You can listen to the song and fill out the. Oh, yeah. But but it, it, at least then we know you have listened to the song. I am no longer joking. I'm going to be making this form. <laughs> Um, I will try to pass the quiz without like <laughs> needing a rewatch. But yeah, our um oh, we need a new thing to say about the theme song, I guess. I think our theme song is called Random Generation by the Acoustic Generative. Nope, the Generative Acoustic Network. Okay, yes. Our th- our theme song is called Random Generation by the Generative Acoustic Network and do you have a uh, do you have a do you have an episode that from the la- the last four years that uh, didn't make it into the Botskers this year that you that you really loved? Uh, the one that I was really hoping would make it that I was a little sad did not was Mister Showman in a t shirt. Mm, Mister Showman in a t shirt. What did you like about that one? Um, you just don't get to see like uh, P T Barnum wearing a t shirt. You don't. He He's was. always in that big coat. Yeah. Yeah. No, this was just like wearing a, one of them like. Uh, novelty t-shirts that like has just like a rude phrase on it. It was F- FBI, Federal Bikini Inspector. You know, and the thing I was going to say for better or for worse, it kind of humanizes him. But you know, you're right. All of his t-shirts worse, were really, it was for say. worse. Yeah, his his uh, t-shirts were always pretty, uh, pretty crude and, uh, and tasteless. It's not a good time to have a pervy P.T. Barnum. It's never a good time to have a pervy P.T. Barnum. That's what the P stands for. <laughs> <laughs> pervy turvy barnum pervy but um i i think one of my favorites that was not in the awards this year was the real house of chocolate um it was Ooh. kind of a it was about the uh you know it, it it was kind of about the the witch from uh the Hansel and Gretel story and how that well no okay i'm sorry i i totally i should not have said it that way at all she's not the witch from Hansel and Gretel she is this this figure who you know she lives in a house made of like candy and chocolate and gingerbread in the woods and who wrote Hansel and Gretel uh probably the brothers grim um you'd be right that was just a little quiz for you you've passed um <laughs> do i still have to take the sunlight's <laughs> no. intro quiz <laughs> um yeah it, you know she the the brothers grim had had seen her and they kind of then like wrote this like scathing hit piece on her she is just minding her own business out there and um so this was about her true life and how she has never eaten a child in her life and she does not lure children in she is she's a beloved member of her community and and these people just kind of came in and told a, a entirely fabricated off-base story about her. Kind of ruined her life. Yeah, I'm glad we finally got to hear things from, you know, the other yeah, side. She really does. And we it. we did both taste the house. Yeah, we got it's a little great. little piece for ourselves. It was so good. Best chocolate I've ever eaten. 